Meta, aka Facebook, is actually laying people off for the first time in its history. Wow, what a world we live in. It feels like it, it, it feels like the it feels like things just never never end. Like this, the, these bad things, these dramatic, crazy things that are going on in the world right now. When you know we we, we were in a pandemic just a couple of years ago, we just got over that. I'm in the airplane, right? When I'm at the airport, when I'm traveling all around the world, all around the country for work, the first couple of flights that I took. Everyone was wearing face masks, right? Everyone was required to wear it. And then now, like, I, I just came back from Mexico. I was at a retreat in Mexico. And maybe only a handful of people were wearing a face mask in the airplane. <laughs> like, it, finally, we're, we're over the pandemic, right? Some some people are still getting COVID, yes. But, I mean, I don't keep up with the news. I don't think it's as bad as it used to be, right? Not even cl- nearly as close. As I remember when the pandemic first started, I remember... Like going to the grocery store felt like I was going to war, right? I remember that when I went to the grocery store, it's like, all right, I'm really hungry. Is it worth going to the grocery store to buy food that I need to live? Is it is it worth risking my life? Because if I get COVID, it can kill me because we didn't know what was happening. This is like two to three weeks after COVID started spreading around the world or in the U.S. at least. Oh, my gosh. Those days, right? And we're finally over that. But now we're in a recession, what do I mean recession? Tech companies all over Silicon Valley, all around the country, all around the world, and just companies in general, but in particular tech companies who tend to have the most money, right, are laying off people that work at the companies. It is, it's crazy. I remember just a year ago, one year ago, when I left, that toxic company i made a video of the working with for the worst manager ever i put that right here in link description below but if you want to check it out but when i left that company i quit that job because again there was a toxic culture another person just quit that job as well but i quit that job with no job waiting for me i had no backup plans why because i knew i knew that if i was to quit that job i would find another one in a couple weeks and i did i got Two job offers paying me around 200K a year, right? After leaving that job. It's kind of crazy. But now, if this was to happen again, let's, I mean, where I work is amazing. But let's just say, let's just say where I work is toxic. I'm not happy at all. All right. Let's just say where I work is toxic. I'm not happy at all. I can't just quit with no job waiting for me because it is a lot harder to get a job now. I remember a year ago, two years ago, just getting recruiters reaching out to me every couple days, every week. Now it's like every two weeks, two and a half, every three weeks. And it's just one or two. That's it. I mean, granted, the people who are reaching out to me ask me to be like the head of DevRel at the company, a lead DevRel to lead their DevRel team. But it's just not as often as it was less than a year ago. And now we're in a recession where even Facebook is now laying off employees for the first time within its history. And it's not just any company, it's Facebook. We say Fang right now, it's Mang. But when we say Fang, F is in there. Facebook is the first company named in Fang. And it's one of the most recognized companies in the world to work at 
get paid very well when you go to blind.com or teamblind.com. I don't know the name of the website exactly. And you see people with crazy salaries or you go to levels.fyi to see crazy salaries. A lot of salaries are at fan companies, including Facebook. And now Facebook, who is known to pay very well, is laying off about 12,000 of their employees. I'm, I'm reading an article right now. It's on CBS News, and I'll put that in the link description below too. But in this article, it says, CEO Mark Zuckerberg told employees Thursday that the 18-year-old company, they've been around for 18 years, would freeze hiring, reduce budgets for most teams, meaning if they reduce budgets for a team and you're over the budget, you need to let people go on that team. And it says in an article, with Meta expecting to end the year with fewer employees, Bloomberg reported, by the way, as part of the shift, Meta will no longer automatically replace employees who leave. Wow. They will pause internal transfers, and not just that, they will manage out, okay? They will manage out low performers, a.k.a. PIP. Put them in a performance improvement plan. A lot of times, that performance improvement plan is not really achievable to succeed, meaning you'll lose your job. So what does this mean? Right? Meta shrinking the teams. What does this mean for people like you and me? What, what does this mean for the tech industry? What does this mean for people who are not even in tech yet who are learning code? Should you still do it? There is a website. It's on layoffs.fyi. And it shows all of the recent layoffs. So a company named Clear Capital laid off 27, 27% of their employees. It's a real estate company. Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat, the vegan company that has blown up overnight, it feels like, has just laid off 19% of their employees, 200 people. Salesforce, whoa. As of a couple days ago, laid off 90 people. This is crazy. Brex, oh my gosh, Brex as well. This is crazy because... I was interviewing with Brex a while ago, and when I interviewed with them, they offered to pay insane salaries, like 280000 to $340,000 a year for a senior developer advocate. And Brex just laid off 11% of the employees, 136 people. Udacity, the online learning school, laid off 55 people, 13% of their employees. I'm just going down here right now. Crypto.com just laid off 2,000 employees in Singapore. Peloton, I mean, again, laid off 500 people. I'm going down the list. Let's see if any uh, any recognizable companies, anyone else that we can find on here. DocuSign laid off 671 of their employees, 9% of them, of their employees. This is crazy. I'm just going down. Wow. Twilio. I didn't even know this. On September 14, this is when it was reported, Twilio laid off 800 employees. Netflix laid off another 30. It's like these are well-known companies that a lot of engineers want to work at. These are well-known companies that a lot of us want to work at. And they're laying off so many people. So like... The, the purpose of this podcast is to talk about, like, what's going on then? What does it mean for people like us? What does it mean for people like you and me, who 
who are working in tech and for those who are still trying to get into it. What does that mean for us? Looking at all these layoffs. It means that, number one, we're in a recession right now. <laughs> okay. We are in a recession right now. And yes, a lot of companies, a lot of employees are being laid off who work in tech. But I'm going to tell you, there's also a lot of startups. Well, not a lot. There are still startups are also looking to hire all of these people who are laid off. Like, I work at Airbyte. People that were laid off, we're still hiring like crazy. Uh, ew, you got laid off from Netflix. You got laid off from, I don't know, Peloton, from Facebook, Fang, Netflix, you name it. I don't know. Google. You got laid off? Come to us. We'll take care of you. <laughs> right? So and I think it's kind of interesting because usually it's about if, if you want job security, you work at the large companies, right? But it's the large companies where people don't know if they're going to get laid off or they're going to lose their jobs. Um, but if you work at a startup that has a lot of money, like where I'm at right now, we're hiring a lot of people. We're trying to, well, we're trying to hire as many people as possible. The right people, of course, not just anyone. Um, I feel safer working at my current startup than I would at a larger company, to be honest. I feel great. I love my job. <laughs> and so it's like, it's, it's not just about working at larger companies where you feel safe now. It's working at the right company, right? So what does this mean for people like you and me? Should you not learn code? Of course, you should still be learning code. If you're still learn, if you're learning code for the first time, trying to get in tech industry, why? This recession will not last forever. I mean, assuming we don't go to World War Three, right? <laughs> like we don't all, you know, nothing bad crazy or cra nothing crazy happens. But I think yes, you should still learn code. You're going to college. Yes, you better get your CS degree. You're in coding boot camp. Yes, you better finish it and finish it off well. Considering how many people are being laid off, yes, competition will be harder for next year or so. But will it pick up? Of course it will pick up. Right? Uh, we, we are living in a time where a lot of companies were overvalued. A lot of companies were, that were doing well, considered doing well, they were considered doing well even though they weren't making a lot of money. Now, what makes a company successful, which is funny because this is, should have always been the case, is a company that brings in a lot of money. It's not just evaluation it's not just about how much money you raise now what does it mean for people like well in the code is that again yes i think you should learn code like crazy now but with competition being crazy learn code as best as possible make it a goal to be the best developer possible yes it'll be harder but if you learn code now and when the industry picks up again you're ready to get a job but if, if you're one of those people where because all, all these companies are laying people off. There's some companies that are completely closing. And you just give up. Software engineers, developers will always be needed. These recessions, these things will always happen. But if you're just going to stop just because the world seems like it's going down. Like falling down a drain right now. Then when it picks up, then you're going to be exactly where you are now a couple of years from now, a couple months from now. So, yes, you should keep learning. And, and I think this really shows the resilience of an aspiring developer. And for even those who work in tech, it is discouraging. It is scary to see all these layoffs. I know that it would be harder for me to get a job. I mean, maybe. So, companies are reaching out to me all the time. Not all the time, but, you know, they're still reaching out to me. Because we're in a recession, they're not paying as much as they used to. Right? So, like, if I was to lose my job, 
and these companies reach out to me again, I'll be like, all right, maybe I won't do a 250K salary, right? I mean, 300K, whatever salary. I'll stick with maybe 180K because when a recession, I just need a job to keep me going while I continue doing my side hustle, et cetera. But yes, it will pick up. I, yeah, I am scared. And it's normal to be scared. But at the same time, what this is doing for me is it's pushing me like crazy to become an even... I'm, like, I'm a developer advocate. I'm no longer only a software engineer. I'm a developer advocate who codes. I don't push code to production anymore like I used to. But I create content around the code, around our product. I do podcasts for work. I interview. I travel around the world going to conferences. Like I was in London and Paris a couple of weeks ago. I was in Mexico all week last week. Tomorrow morning, I'm flying and leaving out for New Orleans for the Coalesc DBT conference. I come back home for a couple of days. Two days later, when I, after coming back home, I fly to San Francisco for the next JS conference. Then I come back home for a week and a half. And then on November 7th, the week of November 7th, I'm in Miami at another conference all week. And then I come back home for a, uh, what, a couple of days, literally maybe like five days. And then I fly out to the Philippines for a month and a half, right? So that's my life. I travel a lot. But like, I have no idea where I was going with this, <laughs> with that last statement. But like, I travel a lot. But despite that, right? I mean, that's part of my job traveling and stuff, right? But on top of that, okay, on top of that. Now, like I work in the data engineering sphere. I'm no longer working in front of developer sphere. Like I, I'm still, I, I'm still, I still recognize it. I still um, know some JavaScript, not as much as I used to, right? Um, I know what it takes to become a developer still, but now I'm more focused on data engineering, right? I still remember how to code as front end developer, but now that I'm focusing more on the data engineering space, now I'm learning things like learning how to use as a data engineer. It's more about yeah, coding is important, but also learning how to use different tools in the modern data stack. So for me, I need to learn something, learn how to use an orchestrator, an orchestrator like Airflow. I'm using Astronomer to get an Airflow certificate. I'm going to Coalesc DBT conference tomorrow. And so on Tuesday and Wednesday morning, I'm going to do the DBT certificate to learn how to use DBT. Uh, on top of that, I'm going to learn a bunch of different tools. But now, like my goal, because we're in this scary ass recession, my goal now is to become the, a way better developer than ever before. Like b before is being the best content creator, best entrepreneur, but I still want to be in tech, even though I don't need to, you know, even though I don't necessarily need a job as much as I used to, I still love being in tech. I don't want to leave it. I love it. This is, this has been my dream and I'm in it. And so I now like more than ever because of the recession, I want to make sure that I have in demand skills. Like a lot of developers can code. But how many developers that can code well can also create content well around that storytelling, like what I do for a living as a developer advocate, telling stories, talks. I'm very confident when I give talks. And so now for me, I already know how good of how great of a content creator I can be. I'm going to a a, a, a conference where I'm going to learn how to become a better writer because I suck at writing. Um, so my goal is to be the best developer ever, best writer, be as best writer as I possibly can. Cause I really suck at it because of my dyslexia, d dyslexia. <clears throat> now, when I'm able to level up my skill all around from writing, talking, technical, technical skills as a data engineer, more than just a, a web developer now, right? 
how much more demand will I be if I ever need to get another job? How much more valuable will I be when I when I have better input of how the data engineering world works? Again, this is my first year in the data engineering data, big data space. So I'm learning so much. And so I think that for my point I'm getting at is as you who are working in tech right now or who are trying to get in tech, your goal more than ever is to learn as much as possible because it will pick up. For people who just give up, like, oh, we're in a recession. Why did I learn code? It's such a waste of time. Yo, that is a closed-minded, short-term thinking right there. The, the way I see things, the way I think, is I always look long-term. Always. The way I work, the way I think, the content I create, moving more towards podcasts and just regular videos. Even when it comes to, to just making a living as a developer, moving to the back-end space, this back-end sphere, something I was terrified of for five years Right, as a front-end developer, and now going all in and data engineering because, from what I've seen, I make more in working in big data than as a front-end developer, JavaScript developer, right? In particular, developer advocate as well. And so, yeah, we're looking at the long term. I'm taking steps using the long-term thinking, and so. I think that's something that every person who's trying to get a tech needs to do as well. As a front-end developer, JavaScript, that's not enough. <laughs> React.js, that's not enough. You need to learn Next.js now, right? Um, plain CSS or Bootstrap, no way. Maybe learning Svelte.js now. Not Svelte.js. I mean, Svelte.js is a nice JavaScript library. But Tailwind CSS, right? Maybe it's not even enough just, you know what? It's not even enough just learn, knowing from development. Learning API designs is important, right? Uh, learning, what, what else? Learning how to work with APIs. Learning GraphQL. Learning how to use Apollo with GraphQL. Those things will make you even that much more valuable as a developer. It's not just settling for what's the minimum amount of work I can do. If that's how you think, thinking about what is the minimum amount of work I need to do to make sure I can get into tech and change my life forever, you are doing it the wrong way because this feels competitive. Yo, like I, I, I was meeting for company um, when I was when these layoffs were all happening all around. I was just nervous, right? Companies reached out to me. I want y'all to know the opportunities receiving, right? Other than Amazon, Coinbase, um, and other companies that I interviewed with in the past, one company reached out to me, and I was like, like I don't even want to leave my company. I love where I work, but if y'all really want me to leave my company. I will not settle for anything less than $300,000 total compensation before stocks. <laughs> I mean, because I have the options, right? If you want to reach that opportunity as well, receive that opportunity as well to be able to say no, if you're not if you're going to pay me less than 300k, I'm not even I'm not even going to think about it. You can't just think of what is the least amount of work I need to do to get in to get my foot in the door. You need to think differently. You need to really think of what you need to do to make sure that you can take that step further y'all like i was talking to people uh i met someone at the airport who was a follower the waiter and and then i met people um who was sitting with at the bar randomly talking to strangers talking about how tech pays insane how we can make we make more money than doctors well doctors have more secure job than us right now <laughs> but really we make we make we can make more depending on the doctor like i know for a fact down the line just not even including my side income as a developer 300 400 500k a year in just a couple years like 400 500k a year in just a couple years if i really want to move to a larger company for that 
right? Um, and I, I like what I do. I mean, for me now, it's more about happiness than just money. So if you want to get there, you can't just think what is the least amount of work. You know, when people tell me things like, Chris, what is the, what is the minimum amount of hours I need to study every day to make sure I can do this in six months to a year? I'm like, that's the wrong question to ask. Everyone's situation is different. It's not about what's the minimum amount of work I got to put in. It's how can I put in the most amount of work to make sure that I don't just reach that goal in six months to a year. I can do it a couple months, right? Even though that might not realistically happen, that kind of mindset will change your life forever. Like, yo, like knowing for a fact that my family will never have to worry about money again. Knowing for a fact that this lifestyle I have, as long as it continues to be hard, of course, it's not ever going to downgrade. Hopefully. <laughs> because I work in tech. Because I set myself up for success. I started this process six years ago. Right? Now I'm turning 35. Six years down the line, or seven years, I'm making more money than I ever thought I could ever do as a developer. Again, remember, I told myself I thought I would only make 70, 80, 90K a year tops. Maybe 100. Hopefully. For the rest of my life. That's pocket change now compared to what I make now. Easily this year, hitting 400K, side hustle and my job as a developer, right? But the reason I'm, I'm able to reach this in my life is because I work my ass off really hard, right? You know how like you shoot for the stars and you hit a star? That was my goal. I want to be able to shoot as many shots as possible into the sky and hopefully hit as many stars as possible. And I did better than I thought. That could be you too, but that depends on how bad you really want it and how much work you're willing to put into it. Anyway, tech, yes, it's struggling right now, but the money is there. Life-changing. I know people who are receiving 400K uh, total compensation offers working for other companies. That could be you too. Don't give up. Stay positive. Keep working hard. Yo, and live that death life, right? <laughs> anyway, I'll see you all in the next episode. Love you all. Sorry for the break. I was traveling for three to four weeks, but now I'm back. And let's do this. Love you all. Peace.